Welcome to That's Good Self-Quarantined Football Podcast. I am Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. Uh, we didn't do the podcast per se last week. Uh, we were live on my main YouTube channel, uh, which was fun. And we answered a lot of live football questions there. Um, today... I don't know what the I don't know what the fuck we're gonna talk about, Will. There is football stuff happening. I mean, the big thing this week, Cam Newton got released, which it's kind of weird. I don't know what the hell Carolina is doing, besides of basically a full rebuild. <laughs> um, so we can probably talk a little bit about that. But it seems to me, I think you and I have both kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, oh, and, and just to throw Will under the bus, we might not talk about football today, but that has nothing to do with the fact that Will didn't didn't give us a rundown. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the fact. No, I have a rundown here. Actually, um, we're going to talk about uh, some free some free agency fits for Cam Newton and possibly Jadavian Clowney. Will's just reading off of the NFL <laughs> no, website. No, no, right I'm not. Now. No, I'm not. Drew Brees is donating $5 million to deliver meals to the needy. Uh, Tom Brady filed yeah, was- trademark application for TB times TB. That's okay. all stuff we can talk about. Um, uh, Montana, good, good Joe save. Montana. <laughs> yeah. Good save, Will. Uh, I, don't know what you, I don't know what you're talking about. Good save. You know, well, here's – this is exactly what I want to talk about, though, because every week one of us is on top of at least starting the rundown. Um, yeah. Usually one of us uh kind of takes the the reins on it and you know puts in whatever. But like neither of us are motivated to do it. Absolutely and, not. Uh that's been like yeah. a it's like a weird thing right now because we we don't really have that much more time on our hands to do this. It's basically the same for us every week, but there is a definite sort of just feeling of anxiety and despair. And like, I think a lot of people are just kind of mind fucked by the uncertainty of what's going on. Um, like I feel healthy I don't think I have much to worry about in terms of getting sick myself. Of course, I'm concerned about family and and friends and and everything like that. But my situation is very good right now. Very good. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But trying to pretend like football is important while Will just gets up and leaves me just in the middle of the podcast really throwing me off a mistake not to not to close my door uh uh but my point is like before the taping of this like nothing bad has happened to me yet and i think uh it's it's mostly just not knowing which is throwing like a real wrench into motivation and like what's the point kind of thinking especially with football like it's so unimportant all these players getting paid a fuck ton of money while 
so many people are currently worried about where their next paycheck's going to come from. Like if they're going to be able to buy, you know, groceries in this week or this next month, I don't know. It just seems like stupid to not like vent or talk about what's going on uh, or just to continue to like pretend like football is important. And that's what I'm trying to do. Like on, on the YouTube channel, it's just like, keep myself positive, keep up with the NFL news, keep going in, in that direction. Cause it helps me stay fucking sane. But also like when we're trying to write through the day, like trying to come up with the free agency winners, we had the script, I don't know, like 90% done. And I just, it took me three days to do it, like to shoot it and get it up and update it. I just didn't want it. And I don't really have that problem here that often. So I don't know. No, you don't. You're, you're like one of the more motivated people I know. And maybe that has to do with like you have uh, like a mortgage and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that know. is 100% what it is. <laughs> so it's a little different for me. But um, no, it's really taking it out of us a little bit. And I think part of it is, um, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> – since we work from home and now like everyone's taking a step back and working from home, our step back is just to not work at all. Yeah. <laughs> like that's where we need to go yeah. is like, yeah, it's, well, there's really nowhere to go, but backwards. Like, Oh my, I stopped making money. Why? Well, I did. I gave up. I just, yeah. I gave up. Uh, well, why, why would we need it now of all, of all times? It really should be going the opposite way when you think about it logically, but um, there's nothing logical about it. It's really just a lack of vitamin uh, C, vitamin D. Which, which one comes from the sun? Vitamin D. That's right. That's why they call it sunny D, I guess. Yeah, me and – because uh, my wife, Jess, she's working from home now. Uh, she worked from home all of last year, and then she started a new job in January and basically went into the office for two and a half months, and now she's back working from home. Um, so we've been going on walks every day, so we've gotten a little bit of sunlight. Uh, but that's the thing. It's like, to me, it's during the football season, I rarely leave the house. Like, I'm basically... <laughs> I am conditioned to self-quarantine. Yeah, you got your own shelter in place. Because between all the work, the, the strain of the season, I still have a freelance gig I do on the side. And I spent from August to January where I had this window. Basically, Saturday afternoons was my only free time where I wasn't doing something work-related. Um, and I've, so I've been used to that. And usually that ends uh, after January. And now it's just like, I got that time, but now I'm not supposed to leave the house. <laughs> so it's, right. to me, it's in terms of routine, it's not that much of an adjustment. It's just like knowing that, oh shit, you know, my mom's birthday is next week and we can't do anything. Like that's not that big of deal, right? In the, in the grand scheme of things, but it's like, oh yeah, I won't get to see my family uh, when we would normally be getting together and celebrating. Uh, so it's just like trying to make those yeah. small mental adjustments and state of Colorado's now, uh, stay at home order, which every state should be at this point. <laughs> just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like aside from like Alaska and Montana. Yeah. 
Or you, the the land is your home. You live yeah, off exactly. the land. Uh, how are things in uh, Sacktown, USA? Uh, we got the shelter in place very early. And um, not that many people have abided by it. Uh, I'm in a very walking heavy neighborhood and perhaps more walkers than uh, ever. But, um, you know, I, I took a long walk today or yesterday and um, the police didn't uh, pull me into their car and arrest me and test me for anything. That's good. So I figured that was a good sign. Um, trying to uh, get takeout from restaurants, I think, if you can, it's a helpful thing to do. Yeah, um, we did that last night. I've been cooking a lot. Yeah, um, I suck at cooking, so um, it's okay. You, yeah, <laughs> I'm just patronizing restaurants um, more than I usually would. No, uh, I yeah. think that's good. It's uh, yeah, and if, right, and if you have like a, a local like grocery store or anything or market um, near you, that's not like one of the big um, chains. Chains. I know you guys have like uh, King Supers over there. Is a big one. Yep, that's where um, we go. I did. Co- I had a Costco run, uh, and that was surprisingly nice. Like there wasn't a lot of people there. It was well stocked, and I needed to get shit to last for like not like I'm not like stockpiling and, and hoarding shit, but just like food that I know like meat. Going to the regular grocery store has been hard to find. So yeah, it's like oh cool, I've got some pulled pork, some fucking uh, red other red meat. I can just grab here and not have to go out again for another, you know, two or three weeks to the store. Yeah. I mean, that's like vegetables and shit. That's the deal is it's just like a pain in the ass to go to the store now. Yeah. Which isn't like the worst thing in the world, but, um, yeah, like it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I went, I went to the grocery store maybe last weekend. Uh, I eat a lot of salad and Jess eats a lot of fruit. So like those only last for so long, they're perishable. Had to stock up on that. I went on a week weekend, which was a mistake. And it's like, we're, there's this long ass line at, at uh, the grocery store. And the guy behind me just comes up and gets like right by me. I'm like, get the fuck away from me, man. <laughs> Come on. Like everybody's kind of got some good distance. And this is just like the one asshole, like right up in my space. I'm like, get the fuck away from me. Don't know if he's sick. Not worried about getting sick. I just don't want him. I don't want him near me. I want to see him practicing safe distancing. And the fact that he got too close to me was very offensive. And I hope, honestly, after all of this stuff clears up, we still practice six feet of distance between people in lines at stores. Oh, yeah. Lines, I think we, I think we should abolish lines in general. How? I think um, – I haven't thought it – I haven't thought it through that far, but yeah, I wasn't get rid of lines. Yeah, you're you're you could be president right now with those kind of <laughs> fucking foresight. Yeah, foresight no, thoughts. Um, a couple nights ago, I <clears throat> um I got a takeout margarita. Um, Ooh. Uh, downtown. Uh, walked all the way there, trying to get my exercise, and then canceled it out by getting a margarita. Oh yeah. Um, and walked back, you know, a cool like twenty five blocks, like at night already dark out and uh i just want to say shout out to the homeless of sacramento of which there are many um they keep their distance from me they, they were like walking down the same sidewalk and they'll like walk a few steps out of the way now 
I got the I got that really the six, tells you where we're at. I got the six feet of separation update, you fucking germ carrying home living asshole. <laughs> That's what we should do is uh, a photoshop of the poster for six degrees of separation with uh, Will Smith and then just turn oh. it in six feet of separation and ultimately turn it into a public assert public service announcement there and then sell it to the highest bidder. A meme slash public service announcement. Yeah. Cause that's what you want to do with, um, you know, public service is turn it into profit. <laughs> yeah. Figure out ways to make yeah. money. Then, uh, you know, minimal effort, maximum profit. Exactly. That's always been our, um, our mantra here. That's the American dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we ordered from a restaurant last night, and uh, they gave us a a cool like drink menu. So oh, yeah. it's like you get a six pack of Miller Lite for eight bucks. Their bottles of wine, all of them were like thirteen dollars. I was like, that's smart. Uh, I, I'm stocked up on whiskey, but like, uh, if I need a bottle of wine for thirteen dollars to have it delivered, not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. No. No, 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 no. No, I'll take that any day of the week. I I downloaded the new Doom game. Oh, there's a new Doom? Uh, I didn't know. Yeah. I never really played the first one, to be honest. I think that was a little before my time. Yeah. Um, I heard the dude on Joe Rogan talking about the game, and then I saw the trailer, and it looked really cool. And I downloaded it. It was like halfway downloaded and it says ready to start. So I was like, oh, cool. I can start playing it. But then there was just tutorials Wrong. you could play. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. And then it makes so, it, it makes downloading slower. So Yeah, so I got to play. I'm going to play that later. Yeah. Speaking of that, I downloaded um, Madden 20 a couple days ago because um, I, I just I beat the game in Madden 18, which is the last one I owned. I, I had done everything there was to do. Uh, I was in year, like year nine of my franchise. Uh, I had one. Uh, I had one. Um, well, I three peated. I won three Super Bowls in a row, and I said that's plenty. I think I've reached the mountaintop, and there's nowhere to go but down. So I got Madden twenty. I fucking suck at that game, dude. It's, the game's hard. I don't know if it's just gotten harder, or um, it's less intuitive, or what, or I just haven't like gotten used to the feel no. for it. But it's pretty tough. I think they went the wrong way with that game. Like, yeah, they seem to go the wrong way just about every year. Yeah, it's like if you j- jump in trying to play it with all the like route and hot read shit you can do, it's just it's stupid. They tried to make it too much like actual football, and like maybe they should have a mode <laughs> if you want to do that. But they it should do. be a video I game. I think they do. I like. See, I like that. I like the simulation kind of stuff. I, I get so into my franchise and, like, roster moves and stuff like that. Usually what I do – That's is, part of it's fine. I'm talking right. about the actual gameplay. Like, I want to look at a receiver that looks like he's sort of open, mm-hmm. throw it that way, and know he'll probably catch it. Oh, no, you really have to, like – you have to be Peyton Manning. You have to and read have a to, defense. You have to throw with anticipation. If you, I mean, if you're playing on all Madden like I do. Yeah, if you play anything other than easy, it's like you got to know what's going, what's happening. Oh yeah, you have to like throw the ball in between defenders, like uh, before the receiver makes its break. That I kind of like. Um, the shit I don't like is like you can't even hit like a deep ball in stride anymore. Like you have to just like make like a um, 
spectacular catch to even complete a deep ball, which is annoying as shit. Um, but, you know, that's uh, that's Madden for you. And we have NFL 2K coming back in a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, maybe that'll be different. So I'm really excited for that. Although, um, you know, obviously NFL 2K5 is about as good as it gets with football video games. Um, up there with like Madden 04 and uh, All-Pro Football 2K8, one of my favorites. Yeah, but two um, K has changed a lot in like fifteen years, and we have to we have to remember that. If you play NBA two K, you know that. Um, but still, I think it'll be better than uh, Madden. We'll see. Good for everybody. The last ones I played were Game Day for PlayStation. <laughs> game Day for PlayStation. Game How's Day ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. Those were the ones I I played when I was in middle school. Yeah, with like <laughs> block John Elway with like ninety degree shoulders. Yeah, and Terrell Davis was like one of the best players in the league. Yeah, he might have been on the cover of that, wasn't he? I was get uh, one of them. I think ninety nine, sure. maybe. Yeah, that was like a boom of like NFL <laughs> video games. You had like NFL Blitz, NFL Fever. Uh, yeah. You got around to NFL Street eventually. Well, Mad- I loved NBA yeah. Street, NBA Two, Street Two, NBA. Street two, although I always called it NBA two street. Second street. That's Whatever. what I should have called it. Second street of NBA. That would have been, been really cool. Um, uh, if anybody has any like video game recommendations that I can download on um, PlayStation or Xbox, please fire away because fire I have away. a lot of time on my hands. Uh, let's, I guess we can talk about some football stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess so. We're working on the – oh, yeah. I want you to work on the free agency losers when you have time. I was working on that a little I love bit ta- I love talking about losers. It is more fun than winners. Roasting some losers. I think I can already tell you uh, who is a loser, but I'm going to save that. I, I mean, we can just talk – should we talk about the Texans? Cool. Can we talk about the Texans? Yeah, we can. We can talk about the Texans. I don't think that's a spoiler, but they're a fucking loser-ass franchise. Bill O'Brien. Loser-ass coach and even more loser-ass GM. Yeah. Uh, Unbelievable. They're up 24-0 in the divisional round, and ever since that point, they have been the most abysmal franchise in the NFL. From that point, it's going to end up with them. It's going to end up with them trading Deshaun Watson. It's inevitable. Bill O'Brien has gone completely ornamental. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, we the the DeAndre Hopkins trade was the dumbest, Hilarious. one of the dumbest football moves we've seen. Um, I think I was starting to compare it to how uh it was like the opposite of what jimmy johnson did so he traded yeah. you know herschel walker and got like a shit ton of picks well he got yeah like Emmett he got like Smith, four players and eight Russell draft Maryland. picks or something like that that basically yeah. rebuilt yeah. the cowboys um it was like bill o'brien is doing the opposite of that he's getting yeah. nothing for his best players and not only that um getting back a running back whose plays declined the last two years on uh, a bloated contract yeah, uh, for one of the least valuable positions 
and then overpaid for uh, Randall Cobb. Replaced DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, don't worry, Texans fans. I know you are going to miss DeAndre Hopkins, but um, you won't skip a beat with Randall Cobb on the outside. If you're a football fan, the most depressed should be Texans fans right now. Yeah, they've had the city of Houston, um, in terms of sports, has just had a rough go the last few months. That is true. A rough go. They found out that their uh, <laughs> that their World Series title is just pretty tainted. much tainted. It's very tainted. Yeah, and um, their their football franchise. Uh, well, first of all, the Texans. We know what happened to the Texans. And then the Houston Roughnecks, one of the most promising XFL teams, just lost their quarterback, P.J. Walker. Yeah, that's Best quarterback in uh, the XFL, which we don't know what's going to happen with that league anymore, sadly, because it was doing pretty well. Yeah, it was. It was they're Fate putting, has scooped it up. They should be back. Who knows? Uh, everything is in question right now. I think they should have just gone for it and just kept playing. In an empty stadium, just, te- just bought up all the tests. Make sure that every player was tested before every game. Everyone is going to be present, and then just gone for it. That's you know, imagine imagine being the only live sports right now. How much it, you would clean up? It could have paid off. It really could have. Speaking. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And it would be nice to have you know actual football to sort of games to talk about yeah um speaking of like i've been watching old games and it doesn't really even make sense because uh, it's like we're not missing football anyways right now (laughs) right uh but i'm like oh god i i need football right now you'd be watching watching. like basketball though you'd be watching nba i would be yeah i think i just yearn for competition right and then baseball would be starting up right around now yeah, today was supposed yeah. to be opening day for something, or yeah, yeah. And so I think now the earliest we'll get it is June, which honestly, um, good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good. I think we need a shorter season in baseball. I think it'll. I think this might be the best baseball season yet, honestly. Yeah, I think almost everybody thinks that, except for like diehard baseball fans. <laughs> yeah, well, they're weirdos. Let's be real. That is true. I mean, baseball has the um, most devoted fans. But they're also, like, the most defensive because they have to be. Yeah. And there's really no reason to justify 162 games. Um, of anything. No. Really. No, not at all. It's just hilarious that, like, <laughs> to get to that schedule, it's played 10 years of football to hit 160 games. And even then, you got a couple. You got to sneak in a couple playoff games. <laughs> yeah. No, that's crazy. That's mm-hmm. so much. It's basically like, um, I don't know, it's like the Detroit Lions last 10 years. <laughs> uh, and they're having a, a really terrible offseason as well. Yeah, I think we can um, pile up Bill O'Brien and Matt Patricia together yeah. and um, collectively decide uh, that their teams are going to, are going to uh, socially distance themselves from, from, winning. Uh, from winning and from those two coaches. Uh, yeah, no, they, he's done terribly. Um, and then one of their former players, Garrett Hudson, came out and said, like, he's one of the worst people I've ever met in the NFL. No, he and, said in his entire f- history of football. Yeah, which one I of guess the worst, goes back to Pop Warner. 
One of the worst people he has ever been around in football. Which, first of all, like, I believe it um, just because. Yeah, you never, you never liked Patricia. No, 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 no. Um, I think you have to be a weird kind of person to, like, have that shtick of keeping a a pencil in your ear at all times. I think that's just, like, vanity. Um, And it makes you a weird person to, like, keep doing that over and over again. But um, that's really, like, my only evidence against him. He just looks angry all the time. (laughs) Yeah, he looks like if if you gained, like, 80 pounds uh, (laughs) and just kept a pencil in your ear and and you just, like, had a completely opposite temperament. Uh, You're probably a better coach than him, too. Check out that Uh, pencil. Ooh. That is old. That's nice. That's nice looking. That's hat. Made in China. Oh. <laughs> oh, is that an eraser? Nice. Yeah, another pencil. Love those knickknacks. There used to be like more uh, cool NFL knickknacks back in like the early 2000s, 90s, I think. That was a prime of knickknacks. Yeah, I think the knickknacks have gone downhill significantly. Nickety knackety. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Everything's too like everything has to be licensed and like yeah it's mostly just the nike logo yeah and and like fucking tom brady uh trademarking tb times tb what a douche okay but does that mean um his new trademark is going to take precedence over his old trademark of tb12 and he's going to switch numbers in tampa bay oh i don't know that would be I, I kinda like that idea. I think no, I, I would think he's just him. wants he wants to make money off of both. No, that's true. I mean that's gonna be the case. But I think I would respect him if he let Chris Godwin, who's like already an established uh, elite type player, keep his number. Uh and he goes for like his old college number, ten. I think that I think that would um that would sell me on Brady a little bit. <clears throat> interesting i just think tb times tb is dumb yeah um, why don't you do tb squared yeah or just i don't know like is the is the 500 million net worth not enough you know like yeah yeah, yeah. or it's like tb to tb right yeah. i think we could come up with like a few things better than tb times tb or BBTV. BB. <laughs> TBTV. BBC. TB. Yeah. Uh, you, think, you think Brady's going to live in Tampa? Temporarily, maybe. Well, I don't know. I, don't, I can't see him living in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I feel like the, he's going to be there two years and then he'll move to, he'll have a home on the East Coast and one on the West Coast. Like, supposedly, he signed on with an East Coast team because. You know, he has got a kid in New York, so he wanted – I mean, that's still like – Tampa Bay to New York still a long flight, uh, so – Yeah, I mean, it's uh, not that much of a difference Yeah, when you get down to it. But. That's supposedly why he didn't sign with the Chargers. Um, I think it's because – Also, they're the Chargers. They're the Chargers. Yeah. And yeah, he was yeah. going to be unequivocally outshined by Patrick Mahomes. Here's – and then Drew Locke. Well, Drew, well, yeah. Drew, Drew Locke and then Patrick Mahomes in that order, of course. 
um, and then uh, Marcus Mariota, who will who will be starting for the Raiders this season. Mark my words, Mark Davis, my words. Uh, um, ah, shit, what was I gonna say? Oh, oh yeah, I was listening to a podcast, um, and I'm not gonna name names, but it was the Ryan Rusilla podcast. <laughs> uh, um, it wasn't Rusilla, who I respect and enjoy his takes, but yeah, he's, he's good. Like, Kevin Clark from the ringer who I mostly like they're smart, but like they know they're the smartest people in the room at the ringer and they're just like really like smug about it. Right. And really condescending. Um, but like they, they got caught up and this is like, it summarizes like exactly what I've thought about Phil rivers and the chargers. Like the last, I don't know, like seven or eight years. He, he first off, he goes to like, you know, he's talking about Philip rivers going to the Colts and saying that like, Philip Rivers, you know, it wasn't at all a decline in play last year. It was just the fact that he has um, – he had no help last year and he had a bad supporting cast around him. And then he goes to talk about, like, how the Chargers um, can survive with, like, Tyrod Taylor for a season because they've got such a good roster. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You just contradicted yourself. Exactly. And then – Okay, and then they went on to say that the Broncos uh, should sign Cam, Cam Newton, Newton to give Drew Locke competition. And if Drew Locke can't handle that competition, then he's not the guy. All of those takes are wrong. <laughs> All of yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, if okay, well, we can acknowledge that, like, if Cam Newton was like completely healthy next year, which I don't think is the case uh, whatsoever, or else he'd be on a team right now. Um. Yeah, I mean, Cam Newton at peak level right now would probably beat out Drew Locke in year two with, like, no offseason. Yeah, it's like, why do you want to have – why would you want to have to pay another quarterback $20 yeah. million, dollars, though, on top of right. ignoring the fact that you're going to hinder yeah. the development of the guy you're excited about? I've seen a lot of – this was like uh, – I forget the guy on Twitter. Uh, he was like – man, there's a lot of Broncos fans overly confident about Drew Locke. And I think he was another person who suggested Cam go to Denver. And everybody's like, we have a quarterback that we, we like right now. Yeah. Um, please stop shitting on that. Because is Drew Locke guaranteed to be great? No. Uh, does Is there a lot for him to work on uh, as a, a quarterback? Yes. But when you win four – out of five games and you look competent and you bring some enthusiasm to the team, like let the fan base be excited about yeah. that. Especially we, right now when we really have very little that we're sure about. Um, yes. And if uh, mark my words, if um, this virus takes away a year, well, I thought about it because it's going to take a year away from Patrick Mahomes prime. Uh, but mm. if it also takes a year out of Drew Locke's prime, I'll be upset. I'll be I'll, upset. And I'll declare war against this virus. It's going to be like that scene in Predator where, <laughs> where they all just like have their guns and they're just like shooting into the forest and nothing in particular. <laughs> it's it's going to be me. It's going to be me against the virus. Oh, shit. That That's would be crazy. Revenge. The only thing, the only thing that keep Tom Brady off of the football field is – the coronavirus like 43 years old yeah. and he well, he's play. he is um he and adam vinatieri are officially the two most at-risk individuals yeah, yeah according to uh guidelines 
sense. I mean, I don't, there's probably someone like diabetes, but um, Jay Cutler. Yeah, Jay Cutler's got to watch out. Um, we're clipping that out in case anything happens to Jay Cutler, <laughs> which I would be. Uh, well, let's just let's not bring that up against uh, around Adam Rank, please. Right. I uh, I right. hope Jay Cutler like he. I hope he goes to the booth. Like, yeah, like he was going to before and, he joined the Dolphins. But I hope he does it the same way that he, you know, acts around his his wife on the reality show. Yeah, yeah. I want that. I want that. I don't want Jay Cutler trying to no be a, a commentator. I just want real Jay Cutler. I want very funny. Basically, the opposite of Tony Romo. Yeah. <laughs> I want uh, the the play by play guy. Just imagining like Jay Cutler goes to Monday Night Football, which um, automatic upgrade. First of all, <laughs> the Joe Tessitore is like, "What do you see here, Jay?" He's like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> Jay, mm-hmm. let me remind you that we are beholden to the FCC, and you. He's <laughs> like, "Oh, fuck off." That's it. Like Tessitore's not bad, right? He's just partnered with with Booger he's, McFarland. He's um he's kind like, of a tri- he's a tryhard. Yeah, he's just like to me. He's just like an average commentator. He yeah, he's not bad. He's not bad at all. He's a tryhard. He's better suited towards college. Um, he's yeah. He just gets a little too excited um, when like I think the NFL is. I I like um, I like the uh, Pat Summerall types a little bit more. Gotcha. Um, but not like the people who rip off Pat Summerall's style, like Joe Buck. Not like that. Although Joe Buck has gotten a lot better in the last, I don't know, 10 years. I was watching, um, uh, I think it was like the Buccaneers-Eagles NFC Championship game uh, from like 2002 when the Buccaneers went to the Super Bowl. And the opening kickoff is Brian Mitchell returning it to like the 25-yard line. Um, Just like a nice long return. And then everybody's like praising Joe Buck for this amazing call of the first play of the game. He's like, Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell to the 25. It's like, that's just him just like doing a shitty impression of uh, Pat Summerall, who was much better. Mitchell, 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 Mitchell to the 25. And he's only gotten better. Um, you got to credit the part of my take guys for kind of um, uh, breaking down Joe Buck's uh, natural barriers and, and turning him to a more like a uh, fun guy. Also Thursday night football. I don't think he takes that quite as seriously as the Sunday games. Right. Or he's calling the world series. And I think he lets his, uh, his, uh, his weird hair plugs down in that environment with a little with Troy Aikman, a little personality comes out a little bit of a, Hey, yes. maybe he I is mean, a normal guy. A little personality <laughs> comes out. Uh, but I'll, I'll always be, I think in my power rankings of NFL announcers, because everyone was wondering, uh, I know you and I both really like Dick Enberg. You, you mentioned Dick Enberg a couple days ago. Yeah, he's um, one of the good dicks. A great dick. One of the best dicks around. Uh, oh, did you? Rest in peace. Did you see the old college video I used? Uh, no, because I listened to it in podcast form when I was watching. When I was watching. Oh my god, that's hilarious! I can't believe I didn't. Though. Uh, I uh, uh, I, I meant to it. tell you that it's like 
it just happened that you wrote in like find embarrassing video and that night this guy I went to college with found like the dvd we'd made he's like i'll uh encode it and send you you know a link <laughs> to it and i was like oh wow this is like perfect timing and uh i was excited to watch it and then i was embarrassed by how bad it really was uh well it's like an intro video class too where we had to explain how to use a <laughs> camera so it's really bad uh nice. anyway uh you were you were oh. talking about ranking yeah announcers. uh dick enberg and then i think um greg gumbel not to be confused with brian gumbel who is far inferior to his brother in terms of uh in terms of uh, uh football announcing um Tariko was really good on Monday Night Football. He was underrated. Yeah, Tariko was uh, good. He's currently being wasted on NBC on, like, shitty Notre Dame games and, like, the occasional uh, NFL game when Al Michaels isn't feeling it. Al Michaels is great, first of all, although I think he's kind of declined in recent years. Yeah, he's getting old. (laughs) He's getting old, yeah. I think um, Mike Tariko is just, like – He's about to push him down the stairs and take over the booth with Collinsworth. Tariko and Manning would have been would have been nice. Uh, That'd be very good. Yeah, that's another thing we should talk about is Peyton Manning turned down ESPN's offer politely. Twenty million a year, nah. Which <laughs> should mention is more than he made um, annually with the Broncos. <laughs> he made uh, nineteen million dollars a year. When he signed, when he signed with the Broncos in 2012, That's crazy man, and ESPN offered him 20 million dollars a year. Yeah, he like being the the football guy in there, the guy who played, like that's something you know nobody else can do really, unless you have a, a deep deep understanding of the game. So getting a guy like Manning, like I see why you want to pay for it. And obviously there is talent that is involved in in commentating through a a three-hour game. But having tried it myself on YouTube... uh, Shit's hard. It's hard. But the biggest thing, the difficulty I found is in... uh, Like if I would call a a non-Broncos game... You're like, oh, shit, there's a lot of players. I don't really know who they are. So it's really like I think once you know all the players' names uh, and you would have access to that, to yeah. they, they actually yeah, give you that so. information and yeah, you prepare for it, it's not that hard when you're just describing what's happening. When you have somebody else who's going to tell you why this thing happened, like uh, I'm saying I think a lot of people could do that job after a little bit of practice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and not I think the, um, not the Peyton Manning part, but the you know you got to have some personality. You, you everything you get better once you do it. But I love that the way like Tony Romo and Jim Nance practiced back in the day, uh, and by the back in the day, I guess I mean like three years ago, <laughs> is they just like watched old games and turned oh. the sound off, um, which I think they could do that. Or um, I know that Tony Romo practiced using Madden. Oh, <laughs> which is like pretty cool too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's all about building a chemistry with the guy you're you're talking with too. Like, you got to kind of know where the other person's going. And I think I remember that first season with Nance and Romo. People were saying like Nance didn't like Romo. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was so used to uh, Phil Sims adding really nothing of substance. Yeah, 
that he was a little bit taken aback. In fact, I was watching um, a game from 2012 uh, with the Broncos, Peyton Manning against the Raiders. And <laughs> it was just like even in condensed form, you could tell that like even after what, like, I don't know, eight or nine years together, Phil Simms and uh, Jim Nance like had no chemistry. Phil Simms Phil Simms was like trying to give Jim Nance uh, a nickname, like right before a play started. <laughs> he like had to call the play, and Jim Nance is like, uh, "I'll let you think about that one." Uh, Manning takes a snap. <laughs> Phil really Phil funny. really had no feel for broadcasting, even after like I don't know, like long time, seventeen years in the booth at that point. He's just the most vanilla one of them all. He was vanilla, but he also just um, wasn't really good at his job. He was vanilla. Uh, He he had that just like undecipherable southern accent, um, which – so he'd pronounce words like the Colts. That would would turn into the Coats. The Coats. Coats. um, Do you you watch Schitt's Creek? Uh, no, I watched like a couple episodes. Uh, it just reminds me like Moira, uh, Catherine O'Hara's character. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I heard him talk about this on Conan's podcast, but it's like her, her accent is just, you don't know what it is. And it's just a weird <laughs> like voice. She sort of made up. And that's kind of like what Phil Sims is like. You're like, where's yeah. he from? The North, the yeah, South, the East. I don't fucking know. He's just like a, from like the Southern part of a Northern state. Yeah. It's <laughs> Basically like, is what it sounds like. I know he's from the South or what I know he went to like some made up college. He's like a Canadian in uh, Alabama. That's the best way to describe it. I think who spent yeah. his college years at Boston. <laughs> yeah. Then played in New York. So he's got like a little bit of New York in him. Um, yeah, he was he was not very good, um, but Romo's good. Romo's good. Um, yeah, Romo's good. I think we're all looking forward to Peyton Manning when he takes over, which I think he's just like enjoying his time with his family, and I think he's gonna wait a little bit and then um, do it when the time is right for him, because like the offer is always gonna be on the table. Yeah, that's what he realized. Like, I'll get this job whenever I want it. Yeah, it like. <laughs> It's like, why would I do it right now? Like, you know, season might not even start on time. I'm going to spend time with my family while my kids are like, I don't know, seven, eight years old. Yeah. Whatever. Probably a time where you should be around your kids. Unless there's like, a, yeah, exactly. The, the only other thing is like if he and his family are interested in becoming at least part owner of a organization at some point. Yeah, that could be, I mean, yeah. They don't have enough money, which is the big thing you need to buy a team, but like. Well, I mean, yeah, you can do. um, They can get, they can get the money. You can be kind of like the minority stakeholder. Yeah. And then, but kind of assume uh, like the major responsibility in terms of running the team which I don't think would be a bad idea at all. Um, he could just kind of partner up and, and get in a group like, like Jay-Z. Jay-Z, right. who, who runs operations for the Brooklyn Nets, of course. Right. The reason that they signed Kevin Durant um, and Kyrie Irving. 
But yeah, I forget yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kevin Durant hasn't played this year and also yeah. has coronavirus. So Does he? He does, yeah. Damn. Yeah, I think it was asymptomatic, though, which most of the NBA players are because, like, they're the healthiest people on the planet. Yeah. No, that's the one thing I feel good about is like, I exercise a lot. My lungs feel good. I eat fairly well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're flexing on us uh, talking about all the salad that you buy earlier. It was so much salad that, um, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can buy it in bulk and not worrying about it expiring. I like this weird. I I eat a salad almost every day of my life. That's and I, it's, it's been good. that way. I've always liked salad. Well, I mean, I like dressing on top of vegetables. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't like really salad. What it I is. like dressing and like chicken. I like dressing and I like blue cheese, baby. Oh, oh yeah. That blue cheese crumble. Give me. I get the big Costco blue cheese. It says that shit expires, but. It's blue cheese. It's like a, it's already expired. Exactly. <laughs> you buy it. Did we I already talk about this? I think so. Yeah, but Fuck. Yeah, yeah, I remember talking about they're, the Costco well, blue cheese. They're bleeding together. Yeah, I, you were saying that you just eat it by the spoonful out of the bucket. I'll take. I'll hit. I'll <laughs> like, take hits of that shit. Like candy. Yeah. I'll take hits of that shit. I don't know. Kind of weird, but um, I have a question for you. Who do you think out of like the active players? And let's leave out like the Greg Olsons of the world who have already kind of dipped into it, but who's going to make a good um, color commentator after they retire? Uh, let's, take out, let's take out Rivers and Greg Olson. Okay, yeah, because Olson was starting to – I felt like he was starting to find his groove in the XFL. Like, Oh, that's right, that's right. He was calling those games, and he was – like he was getting better every week. Uh, let's see here commentator current coaches coaches too if you can um if you want to throw in any coaches no i don't okay fair enough uh let me think about this i think sean mcveigh would be good oh yeah he would be he's got that voice he's got that weird voice yeah him and i guess kyle shanahan uh mcveigh would be better but like their knowledge uh yeah i think mcveigh would be uh yeah, I think he's got a better voice. I don't. Hell, I Wade Phillips of, would be fun too. Wade Phillips would be good. He'd be good as like the third guy in a booth. Yeah, right? exactly. To kind of like add the occasional insight, but mostly uh, for levity. I coached his grandpa back in the day. Mm-hmm. Probably true. Probably true. Considering he's been coaching since like the late seventies, I think. Right. Yeah, uh, with the Oilers, I love that clip of. Uh, that Oilers Steelers AFC championship from like 1979 when Mike Renfro catches the touchdown that was clearly a touchdown but they didn't have uh, review back then they called him out of bounds and they cut to like the the coaching booth and like a young semi young Wade Phillips uh, <laughs> just like throws his headset yells come on They're like oh that's Wade Phillips <laughs> Wade Phillips the coaching forever and he's like and he only hit his peak as a coach in like 2015, <laughs> which is incredible. Yeah. That is a long career. Yeah. I mean, maybe his best game, honestly, was, uh, as a, as a defensive coordinator, Super Bowl kind of 50? a take. I was going to say Super Bowl 53 or 50. Yeah. 53 where he lost. Yeah. Cause his offense betrayed him. That was one of the best ones ever. Yeah. Sean McVay let him down. 
God, I wish they would have won that game. That would have been – that was one of the more boring Super Bowls I've ever watched. Like, everyone was – Yeah, no, it was it. incredibly yeah. boring. Because there's a lot of Super Bowls that start out really, really slow. Right. And then they heat up in, like, the second quarter. And I just kept waiting for, like, there to be a barrage of scoring, and it never happened. Yeah, no, it is <laughs> never. I don't think most people remember that Super Bowl. There was one touchdown in that game? Yeah, and it was like a one-yard run by Sony Michelle. Yeah. Uh, I think Jalen Ramsey would be fun to listen to in the booth. Um, I want somebody yeah, who's going to say some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, he'll just talk shit about, like, that's what I want. Players he like played with or, or played against. That guy Imagine was no good. Like Blake that Bortles. guy sucked. That guy sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really funny that like the Rams cap situation is that like it's all tied up in like three players at this point. It's oh, Jared dude, their Goff. cap situation's bad. Jared uh, Goff, whenever they re-sign Jalen Ramsey, I don't think they have already. And then Aaron Donald. Yeah, no, Ramsey will be a free agent right now in 2021. Um, I would just, like, call the Rams if I were an NFL team. Just call and see, like, what would it take to get Aaron Donald right now? Oh, yeah. God. Why not? Oh, that would be such a huge get for a team. And, like, you'd have to take on the contract, which um, most teams <laughs> would be okay with. When you I'd get take Aaron the Donald. contract and I would give up my first-round draft pick to get Aaron Donald. I think and then some. Yeah. Probably. Like, <clears throat> He's just the most dominant player on, on defense anywhere. Yeah. Doesn't matter who's around him. Yeah, bad offseason for the Rams uh, between, you know, having to get rid of Todd Gurley, um, just accepting that Jared Goff is going to be their quarterback for the next 10 years, yep. uh, making, you know, $50 million a year. And then the logo thing, too. Um, oh, God. That sucked. A shitty, very shitty logo. So so bad. I mean, yeah, Eric, right they've got Eric Dickerson trying to fix it. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's, like he's trying to get them to uh, correct it. My question is, what was wrong with the old logo? The old logo's good. Yeah, it was fine. Like that's what we basically said. It was like nobody ever complained about the Rams logo. It's no. never. It's not like the Browns where you're. You just chose the color brown and said, let's run with that. <laughs> like, I don't even mind that, honestly. Like, that's, that's – yeah, okay. it's simple. It's whatever. But, like, yeah. it just was not on the this team should improve their logo list. Yeah, I feel like um, most lo- – like, a lot of it is most logos are going to get shit on when they come out now. Um, yeah, but it's also like it just – I think the real problem is it looks like a corporate logo. It, it does, yeah, it does. And even the RAM, like the RAM itself is – it's like a weird take on the RAM. I don't know. A little weird, yeah. My question – yeah, like it's – I mean, they're not putting it on the helmet though, right? I hope not because like the Ram horns are one no, of the better, I think they are. one of the better designs out there. First of all, they really need to um, uh, change their away uniforms to match the home throwbacks because the away uniforms are pretty ugly. Right. Uh, and I think they should just go full throwbacks with, uh, cause the, the blue and gold home ones are 
beautiful. They're simply beautiful. And uh, <laughs> no, I dig them. Yeah, we need like the the uniforms that they played uh, the Super Bowl in back in nineteen ninety nine. The white ones. Those are good looking uniforms. You like those too? Yeah, the Kurt Warner uh, MVP season ones. The ones like in between the, are atrocious. Which ones? Like the um, the navy blue and the like, not yellowish gold, but the like gold. The really deep gold. Yeah, I don't like the the gold and navy blue. I like the navy blue with the white when they do that. Um, it's okay. It it's better. Like when they had like the the blue uniforms with the gold pants. That was a bad look. Also, the white uniforms with the gold pants. Anything with the gold pants was yeah, uh, ugly. We like the bad. the yellow pants or the white pants. Yeah, just like the old ones. Just the old ones. I that was a bad era for uniforms in general. You had uh, those were terrible, and then you had the the Bills uniforms in the two thousands. Where they switched away from like the Jim Kelly ones before uh, they went to the yeah, kind of throwback ish style AFL ones that they have currently. Those are those are pretty nice. Um, yeah, I like the Bills right now. Like the JP Lossman uniforms were yeah, I know what you're talking about. Pretty abominable. The Giants, I've never been a fan of theirs. I haven't either. I really dislike their away uniforms. I like when they go all white. I think that's a great look. But the gray pants. Uh, with the white uniforms that they played the Super Bowl in twice. Oh, right. Those gray pants ones. Gray pants are very ugly, in my opinion. Well, I think that's a good spot to end it. I'm done. Yeah, our best take of the day. I'm done talking about clothing. Yeah, I mean, uh, really didn't talk about anything today. No, thanks for wasting your time, which you have yeah. time to waste. So I, You probably do. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, stay safe out there. Stay safe, stay healthy. We Mm -hmm. love you. We do.